everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com and I have the very, very special pleasure of having another guest, a very special guest with us on this episode. Introduce yourself, sir. Well, hello, I'm EJ Scott and um, I'm the boyfriend <laughs> of Deborah Ann Wool. <laughs> is that how you start it? You're like, that's, that's your... I write it down, I just whenever I need to fill out my name, that's how I fill it out. Is that now. your business card? <laughs> yes. Boyfriend of Deborah Ann Wool? Basically, basically. <laughs> so, like, okay, that's what... That's why I'm here, I mean, that's how we met. Through her, theoretically, yeah. yeah, but she plays Karen Page on Daredevil. Yes, so <clears throat> I guess that's what the broad mm. description of you is. But there's so much more about you. Nope, that's it. That, oh, you're done. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start. Well, I was born in 1975. <laughs> nice a little town in Long Island, <laughs> New York. Oh, you're a New York base. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, well, actually, we'll start there. You are a big comics fan yes sir was goes way back was did being from new york have any part in you getting into the marvel world mm. huh. because like a lot of it takes place in new york yeah i never put it together that way i think my history with comics goes back to like when i was a kid watching the cartoons and watching like the incredible hulk show which i loved mm-hmm. um and that's probably where it started and then i started like in middle school saving money from like lunch money and getting allowances and stuff and and accumulating cash and uh i didn't know what to do with it and i would go into like a bookstore and see the racks and start buying comics i think the first one i bought had was like a hulk with wolverine or something like that not the first one was it no 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 no, no, no. jesus no it was uh it was more like just a random random issue that had both of the characters on the cover and i was like "Ooh, this looks cool and that was then it's like an obsession you know i'm sure i mean you're around people that are obsessed with this stuff it's an addictive thing (laughs) and i have an addictive personality so i have i had to quit buying comics after a few years because i was like this is like dangerous (laughs) this is really bad and then i and then uh i went um i was a furniture mover in los angeles for a while and one of my friends was moving and I helped him. He's a comic book reader, but he's not really a collector, so he reads it and ditches it. But he had stacks, like huge stacks of comic books. And I go, whoa, what are you going to do with all that stuff? He's like, oh, I'm just going to get rid of them. If you want any, you could have them. And I took all of them. Mm-hmm. And it was about a thousand comics. That's amazing. And um, it got me sucked back in to collecting because I started reading uh Bendis stuff mm-hmm. you know in my hiatus away from comics Brian Michael Bendis had come up what and year was this that I started back into comics probably oh oh it was right around right before I met Deborah so oh six-ish okay. maybe oh six-ish okay. um and uh and I'm like whoa because I used to buy comics for the art because I wanted to be a, a comic book artist mm-hmm. And then I started reading the stories, and I was like, whoa, the writing's gotten really good. Really, really good. And the art was still really cool and stuff. Um, yeah, and then I was just hooked. I was reading, like, Alias, who is now Gen- Jessica Jones, is like one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. ever, and uh, Avengers Disassembled. And I was like, this is insane. And I got to meet Brian Michael Bennis, like, twice. Do you... What do you do with the comics after you're done? Are you like him when you pass it off? Or you, you're, you're keeping uh, them? Are you I, keep- I swore I would be buried with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Just, a- just take the dirt out, put me in, and just put <laughs> comics on top of me. Because now I had, 
I ended up selling a lot in the last few years for charity, and but I still have like ten thousand comics. That's amazing. But I sold like ten thousand comics, so I I accumulated like so because I do get like once I once that I, I got back into comics, I was buying all of them, you know, every week, and it was like this is, and you can only do that for so long until you're like, oh, this so is were you walking into a. Uh, a comic book shop and they're like there's a sucker right there yep and they just they, they i wore my big sucker t-shirt <laughs> do they have walk your, right in do they have your pull list ready when you walked in uh, you, you know what's funny about that every comic book store i've ever had a pull list with always screws up my pull list really do you ever notice that do you have that mm -mm. problem i don't know what it is i always had to micromanage my pull list it was ridiculous were they like slipping in extra stuff so you'd buy it or, or no they would be missing stuff uh -oh. But I think that's because I had so much stuff they probably thought I would, I you know, if I missed something, it wouldn't matter or mm -hmm. something. Uh, so my pull list, I would get like really, I'd be like, dude, I'm spending like a lot of money here every week. Why you, I want me to go somewhere else? You know, I get like a little, a little uptight about it. Uh, that's why I was like, this is just too much stress. <laughs> this is like so much anxiety because right. I would print out. I'd have to go searching for a list online, print it out. Uh, take out the ones I don't collect, you know, take, because then they start listing all the, you know, some lists will list all the variant stuff. And I, you know, I kind of takes those out and, and then I would in LA, I would collect in at a golden apple. Mm, yeah. Um, the big, my golden apple is good, but my biggest pull problem was in Chicago. But, um, uh, I would wait online for, on Wednesdays with the other Uber nerds and fight for variants. <laughs> You know, like just like elbowing each other out of the way for variants, and after a while of doing that, I was like, "Geez, I can't. This is this is too much. My blood pressure is too high." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, "I just can't. I gotta let some of this go. I gotta let some of this go." Do you have any? Speaking of variants, I mean, some of those are kind of pricey. Anything yeah. you have, not even just variant wise, <laughs> but any kind of comic, any prized possession, one issue. I or? mean, I don't know how much minor. Minor worth. I'd say maybe certain ones have sentimental value. Like mm. I have, uh, Stanley has signed one. That's cool. I bought, I begged my mom when I was in like high school. They were selling comics on QVC or something like that, or the Home Shopping Network, something like that, at like 2 a.m., mm. right? Like the random, most random time. And uh, one, of, one of the things they were selling was a signed, what was it, Uncanny X-Men, you know, one of the ones from the 90s with the hologram covers. I forget oh, the... Yeah. What was it? Extinction? I don't remember the 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 arc. But it was signed by um, Stan Lee and I think Burned, I think. Oh, wow. Signed it too, I think. And it was like, I don't remember, a couple hundred bucks or something. But I just remember waking my mom up just like begging her <laughs> to buy it for me. So I, I don't know how much it's worth, but... Um, but that, but I got Stanley's autograph on it, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I hunted him down one time. So she bought it for you. She bought it for that's me. That's awesome. She's my mom's a big pushover, <laughs> um, and I love her. But um, but I, I got to meet Stanley once. Um, he remember that documentary a couple of years ago that came out about him. Do you know about that? Mm -mm. Maybe it, you work here. You have to know about that. They have it's, it on a loop in the lobby. Yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> You've been in the lobby, you know. Um, I, I haven't. I don't know if I've seen that. I forget. I don't know the name of it exactly, but it's about Stanley, and they showed a uh, screening of it in Pasadena, 
and I knew this girl that worked for Stan out in LA and uh, she got me a ticket to go see it mm-hmm. and I just like hunted him down and I was I got to meet him and take pictures with him and he signed my my shirt I made him sign my shirt that's awesome I put him totally on the spot I was like I'm never having this chance again please sign my shirt I just whipped out a sharpie <laughs> and uh he signed my Marvel shirt it had a uh, had like pictures of Hulk and Spider-Man and stuff it was like one of the greatest days of my life <laughs> that's amazing and you've gotten to me I mean we'll touch on the podcast that you do in a second but yes. I mean what you said you met Bendis you met Stan Anybody else that really was an important figure in your life you got to meet? Me and David Mack was cool. David Mack was on my podcast, and he's just such a great guy. And he's, like, maybe my favorite artist Mm -hmm. or top two or three. Not just comic book art, but, like, just artist in general. He's just so amazing. Um yeah, there's a, there's so many. I'd love to meet all of them, mm-hmm. just everybody. That's great. <laughs> you guys hiring here? That'd be cool. I mean, well, even meeting Jeff Loeb and Joe Casado was mm-hmm. like, holy jeez. Your old buds with them now, though. Oh yeah, we go way back. <laughs> we go way back. Can we? Uh, we'll edit it out if not, but I'm pretty sure we can keep it in. I I wanted to talk about this later, but this is good timing. Somebody named Joe got you a very special gift mm. for your birthday, yes. which I'm extremely jealous of. I think you anybody should. listening you should be. be jealous of. You should be. You just tell them. Well, I, I'm about to turn 40, but my girlfriend threw me an early surprise birthday party in September. Um, and one of the things that that I got was uh, Joe Casada said that I, I'm going to be in a, in a comic. My image will be in a comic. That's amazing. And I was like, that's cool. And so I had to sign my life away <laughs> on a contract. And uh, But I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be a Daredevil comic. I'm not sure. And I think I'm going to talk to somebody about something. I'm not sure. I don't know how it works, but I was like, sure. Yeah. That sounds cool. That's, Maybe uh, I'll get my own book. Yeah. That'd be nice. Do you know if you're like a hero or a villain or anything? Or I'm probably just a on the corner <laughs> that, you're a part of the 616 now what do you mean you're part of the marvel universe oh, you're a character yeah 616 what am i missing there what's that that's the 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 like it's the area code the, the universe <laughs> oh 616 yeah okay oh uh, boy i don't know that part um but that's crazy that's a that's amazing yeah it's gotta be terrible though that, that would make i assume sense. so when he he did it he did it on like a video message so he said he held up a Daredevil comic and he said you're gonna be in one of these, and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be even cooler. I don't care who draws me in it, but it'd be cool if, if Joe, Joe, oh Joe, or David. Mm-hmm. Oh man, There's, I mean the artists are so good. So I don't care anybody. All I like all of them. I would like all of them to make a graphic novel just with images of me <laughs> just different takes on, on me that'd be great you were living the dream sir that's great um so i want to mention too did you i'm sure you've been asked this a lot before but like you you and deborah were together before the daredevil casting oh way before way so before. she gets the she gets the job yeah or even before yeah. how involved were you in kind of familiarizing her with the character i said you have to do it <laughs> just do it just say yes just do it just sign anything <laughs> um, <laughs> um well i heard about what they were doing the plans for it and i was like 
get out of here mm-hmm. that sounds if this works it's gonna be amazing and then um, she was finishing up True Blood and she was starting to audition for stuff and I think when she was auditioning for something they didn't call it Daredevil they called it something else cause you know it's all secretive right and and but she I think she suspected it might be Daredevil or something like I know she went in for it and it was just a, you know like a random scene it doesn't I don't even think they ever used it in the show or anything it's just something to see what she's acting like I guess um and uh but once we found out once we I was like and I started hearing the names that were associated with Daredevil like Drew Goddard and Stephen Denied and all these I'm a big Buffy and Angel fan mm-hmm. so I'm like that the Buffy and Angel guys the Buffy and Angel guys Debra, you had to do it <laughs> uh, so I go I just turned into like a six-year-old, right. um, just running around in circles. <laughs> um, but uh, I, 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 I tried to not push. <laughs> you know what I mean? I tried to be like really cool about it mm-hmm. because I didn't want to stress her out about it. I didn't want to put extra pressure because there was a chance she wouldn't be able to do it. That's true. Because not only because maybe they didn't want her, then it turns out they did want her, but because of the True Blood schedule. Oh, okay. Because. The, they started taping while they were still taping True Blood. And so there was a little bit of crossover there. And it's on different coasts. Mm-hmm. So um, so that kind of negotiating stuff kind of was tricky. I know once she wrapped on True Blood, a day and a half later, she got on a plane to New York and started right away on Daredevil. Wow. And, they had to, and, they, and they waited for her. Mm-hmm. They had to shoot other scenes without her in them. Um, because they were, it was just really cool. I thought I was like, damn, they could go with anybody probably, and uh, it was really cool that they waited for. Her. Did you give her any advice on the character? I was like, or? you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert: you're dead in the comics. But uh, but she was like, I know she talked with Jeff, and um, he apparently he says good things. So um, he uh, he said we're not necessarily going the route of the comics because if you read Karen Page in the comics there's especially like the early stuff is she's like vanilla ice cream she's just nothing nothing's there then Frank Miller got a hold of her and mm. turned her into a, a mess and then, and then uh, Kevin Smith's like I'll just kill her off <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so there's not I mean I don't know what's been used so far in, in the show in the first season that Karen, Karen's even you know, from the comic, I don't think much of anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're just kind of doing their own thing. So I don't know. I, I, there's maybe she'll live, maybe she won't. I don't know, but uh, uh, I hope she, I hope she'll at least live for a while. Who is your Marvel guy, character-wise, growing up? Well, I have a few Marvel guys. Um, I mentioned earlier Hulk and Wolverine. Right. Those two are still have a place in my heart, big time. And um, so much so that Deb and I got a dog last year. We named him Banner. That's awesome. And he's the cutest little guy. Um, and whenever he goes, he gets crazy. We say he's hulking out. <laughs> um, and then last last Halloween, Deborah dressed as uh, Bruce Banner and then dressed Banner up as the Hulk. That's she, awesome. she put like purple shorts on him and then spray painted him green. <laughs> and she had like a white doctor's lab coat on her. It was funny. But um, so those two guys mainly. I like the X Men a lot. Avengers, when I was growing up, I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Now they're incredible. Yeah. Um, Who'd you dress up as for Halloween? 
last year? Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think I did. I've only recently been cosplaying a little bit. I like, saw you. You were Marty McFly recently. Yeah, I was Marty McFly for Back to the Future mm-hmm. Day, and um, and ooh, ooh, you know, Back to the Future is the greatest thing ever. Agreed. Um, and then uh, for the Daredevil premiere, I cosplayed as Matt Murdock. That was awesome. Yeah. I think we have a lot of pictures of you on the website. Yeah, with that. I love that. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I bought that suit specifically for that for to do that. I went into uh, a place and I was I had a picture of Charlie in character. And I was like, "Get me a suit the closest, <laughs> the closest to this one." And uh, they got that one and I ordered the red glasses. And I already had the stick. I'm I'm losing my eyesight, so I knew. Uh, I always even before. The daredevil stuff was even a thing i was always getting daredevil stuff you know mm-hmm. um so i was like why not just go for it you know so uh so i did and i wore, got a daredevil t-shirt to put on underneath and i flashed it out it's pretty cool did uh, i think we we've asked charlie this before but i forget what he said did he ever talk to you about the losing your eyes did he ever ask any like advice or anything or like me yeah did he? I don't think he ever asked me. He had a guy here in New York, so he didn't really need to ask me. Because last season, the first season, I was in Los Angeles, and I visited back and forth. I just flew back and forth mm-hmm. uh, once in a while. Now I'm here for the remainder of the uh, uh, taping of season two. And uh, no, I mean, he had a guy that he talked to. So if he, if he wanted to ask me something, he's more than welcome to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to talk to him about whatever. But I think my situation's even diff- more different than Matt Murdock's, not just because he's a superhero, but he's like completely, sort of completely blind, right? I, I still have some vision. I could still read. I could still watch movies and TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can still sort of get around by myself most of the time. Um, so right now, anyway. And... Um, so I don't, I don't know if I could even help him with what he really Makes was sense. going for. Um, I want to mention too. This is probably a good segue to your acting as well. I don't, you, were you on th- you were on third rack for this from the sun? <laughs> yeah, sort of. I was. Uh, I won an improv contest in New York City. It was called the Bassale Comedy Festival in like 1999, and um, it was such a weird contest because you had to go to different bars and do like one person improv bits it was just so weird it was so weird because uh, they would just give you like a suggestion and you're by yourself on a microphone and you're just doing like a bit it's Wait, it's completely bizarre are you at a bar that like no one cares no one gave a <laughs> crap no one cared everyone's like it was like happy hour and i'm like what is what is happening over there and it was just so surreal but they had several nights of that in a row and then at the end of they chose like a winner every night and at the end they put them all together and the winner of that got to be a walk-on role third rock from the sun That's and they amazing. got flown out so i ended up winning the the last thing and talk about people that didn't care that last night they at least put some money into it they, were, they built a stage and there were lights and there were judges multiple Whoa. judges and all this stuff but there were still like 200 people that were not paying attention. And it's like, <laughs> it was like, it was like literally five, six o'clock and they're just getting off where everyone's in suits and getting off of work. And they're just like, <laughs> what is happening here? So I was lucky. I got a couple laughs out of, out of my bit. So I think that's why I won. That's amazing. <laughs> what else have you, uh, have you worked on? 
Oh god, I've just been an extra in a bunch of I was mm. extra in True Blood. <laughs> I was I mostly I I kind of uh you know, I moved out to LA back in 2003 to be an actor and because of my diminishing eyesight certain things just started I started realizing certain things just were going to be more difficult and what else what else can I do? So I uh I start I started just not chasing that acting dream as as much as I as I used to it just became more challenging and diff- difficult and I started prioritizing like well what else can I do and um so I still like improv and so I still try to improvise whenever I can that's that's a little easier how much do you improv normally like a month oh no, not even it, it it varies I used to improvise all the time when I was living in LA, I lived right down the street from the improv theater. I mm. would improvise at, and I had all my friends there, and I had a whole. I'd, sometimes I'd be on teams, or I'd put up shows, or whatever. Then I started um, uh, running marathons and raising money for charity and all that stuff, and that took up a lot of time. So I, I would just now I just do it here and there, and um, I'm very rusty as far as improv goes. Are you on the team? Not right now. Mm-hmm. Not right. Now. I haven't been in couple years kind of touching on that too because i definitely we're going to talk heavily about the the charity and the the running but i want to mention besides being a comic book nerd we talked briefly about you're a huge comedy nerd too Mm. you really know your stuff um what got you into comedy do you have like a guy Mm. that you raise up as oh god there's so many there's i i mean uh well will ferrell well, I mean, it, it's all the obvious guys, right? It's Will Ferrell, it's Steve Martin, it's Bill Murray, it's mm-hmm. uh, Robin Williams, it's Jim Carrey. I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. Um, so the, the, those are like my comedy heroes. What about a shocking person? Would there be anybody that's kind of all like not as well known that you you love? Uh, my uncle Joe. Okay, he's pretty funny. <laughs> all right, that 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 does it. Yeah. Is that good? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I always feel like Howard Stern surprises people because none of my friends listen to Howard Stern. Like on a, not like I listen to him. I listen to him every day. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's he seems to be different than all those other guys I mentioned. They're all like film a- actors and comedians, and he's a radio guy. Do you do uh, stand up too? Or? No, I have done it, and I was okay at it on my good days but um i didn't love doing i liked i liked working with other people like scenic scenic Mm. type stuff plus if you if you fail or succeed you have somebody to share that with um stand-up's hard uh and if you don't like have a huge passion for it just don't even bother doing it and i didn't really i had a more passion i had more passion for improv so um so i i really leaned into that i was really obsessive about that do you have a I know there's kind of a not really anymore, but there used to be a war with the Groundlings and the and UCB and right Second City was somewhere. Yeah, do you have an allegiance towards any? Uh, uh, I'm more of an IO guy. Improv, oh, nice. improv Olympic. You know Sharna? Oh sure. Yeah, I, I know her from we're Facebook friends. But yeah, that's all how I Sharna know. Her, Halpern but, in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, well, that and most of those places come from IO in Chicago, like. Um, Maybe not the Groundlings, but UCB does. All those guys started at I.O. Then I guess I.O. comes from, I think, Second City because Del Close 
did stuff at Second City, and he broke off and started I.O. So it all comes from something, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I love improv and some of the, some of the biggest geniuses you, you don't know because they're just in a little theater in Chicago. They get fulfilled just by just being on stage yeah. that hour, yeah. Yeah, like TJ and Dave. You ever see TJ and Dave? That name sounds familiar. TJ Jagodowski and Dave Pasquese. They do, they do shows in New York sometimes, but um, every Wednesday at 10, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at uh, I.O., um, you could see them, and they're just phenomenal. What What's your opinion on? I I, I listened to Mark Maron interview Will Ferrell, mm, yeah, and I uh, he said something that really kind of bummed me out. Where like his generation, and I'll, I've asked this to like comedians who come in here, his generation, and even one after that, in my opinion, was just there to be funny. It seems like now, and this is what Ferrell supposes, a lot of people do improv to get on SNL. Mm. So yeah. there's, there's that's no, probably true. That's kind of sad. That's probably true, and and because of him, and because of Bill Murray and Chris Farley, and all these other successful guys, have have you know they've they've put a spotlight on mm-hmm. on improv and on these theaters. And you know, you go to Second City now in Chicago. I mean, it's it's a it's a factory. It's a it's a good place to go for comedy. But right. they're turning out thousands of people there like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's I don't know how many classes. They just opened like a fifth theater or something. Um, but it's it's huge. UCB's becoming really big now. They have two theaters in New York. Mm-hmm. They have two in L.A. They have lots of classes. They you even know, have their own. They even have another building in New York. Yeah, just for like something else not even a theater who knows um i want to ask too i mean i i've heard because I, I haven't done improv before but i hear from a lot of people it's it's almost like its own religion like not really Can religion be. but it's kind of like it does a lot for you internally mm-hmm. in a way is there anything you yeah well there's like a philosophy of yes anding right which is like um making the other person look good and you know working with other people it's it, it can give you a lot of confidence um, and it's, you know, like all my friends are improvisers. Like I, I, there's so few friends I have right now that aren't associated with comedy somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it could, it can, it can be, it could be like a way of life. It can, you have to be careful though, because that way of life can be very unhealthy. How so? Because they're, because they're all in bars. So like everybody after they do a show they just go and get drunk (laughs) or get high or whatever uh so i would i would notice when i moved to la and i hung out there every i was there every night and either watching a show or doing a show or taking a class or whatever and um and i was just packing on pounds Mm -hmm. i was just packing and getting really unhealthy um i think that's another reason why i'm not doing so much improv because i'm trying to be healthier and uh it's harder to do when I'm in that environment. Like I said, I have like addictive personality, so it's hard to not join in on things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's, it's I I would recommend improv to anybody. Like if you go into like a, a new town or something, even if you don't have any interest in like pursuing it as a thing, but just to break the ice and meet people, it's a lot of fun. I tell my I tell my friend. Uh, Mary in Los Angeles, who's who's always single, <laughs> go, go take an improv class. There's lots of cute boys, funny boys in there. You can, uh, you can. I'm sure you can find a date. 
I'm sure she'd love me saying this right now. <laughs> using she, her is name. Is she in yet? Is she done? <laughs> I don't think so. But she's whenever I have like a party or something, she's like, who's going, EJ? Who's, how many friends, any single guys? <laughs> now all my, all my improv friends are like married with kids and stuff. And, uh, and most of, a lot of them met their wives or boyfriends or whatever doing improv. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot of them. And yeah, we have a, a friend. Uh, his name is Jesse Falcon. He works in in L.A. at Marvel, and he mm. uh, he went up with Ed Helms and Cordry and oh, um, Brett wow. Gelman and all these other people, and they have stayed friends throughout the year. Nick Kroll, John Daly, oh, all these wow. guys like they went up together. And they, John they, Daly was a teacher of mine. In UCB. Really? Yeah, that's a good one to have. Yep, he was a teacher of mine. Owen Burke, who's a teacher at UCB. I know that name. He's a, he writes for a lot of stuff. And Matt Besser, I had. Oh, legit, he's legit. First, uh, he created. Yeah. Yeah. And who was my other teacher? Oh, his wife, uh, Dan Danielle Schneider. Mm-hmm. I had as a teacher. Dang, getting Matt Besser to beat—that's amazing. Yeah. Can't beat that. Speaking of him, do you is he? He's the one that has his podcast, right? He has yeah. Li- Improv for, for humans, yeah. I think. Yeah, what and I had oh I had a Matt Walsh on my podcast. He's a UCB awesome. guy. Yeah. He's an original yeah. founder too. He was he's a great guy. What before we talk about your podcast, what? Yeah, let's just plug my podcast. We're about to heavily. <laughs> um, what got you into wanting to do a podcast, and what shows do you enjoy listening to? I current I. I'm really into lately Fat Man on Batman. Oh, okay. Sorry, nice. I'm sorry it's not Marvel. But he does <laughs> talk about Kevin Marvel. Smith. He's he's, still, yeah, Kevin yeah, Smith. Daredevil. Uh, yeah. he's had Casada <clears throat> on and Jeff Loeb and stuff like that. And um actually Jeff Loeb turned me on to the Fat Man on Batman and uh I listened to that pretty religiously and it's so it's so good, so good. Um Mark Marin, I love Mark Marin's stuff. I love the Nerdist, Chris Hardwick. Uh, Adam Carolla, like I said, Howard Stern. Although he's not a podcast, but he does like some amazing interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they not like use his show interview? It seemed like they could just throw his interviews into iTunes, and it would be a podcast. Yeah, but I mean, it's owned by Sirius, so. That's fair. Um, yeah. But but I mean, it's almost the same thing because you, if you get the Sirius XM app, and I'm, I'll just do a little plug for Sirius because <laughs> um, if you if you get the app, you can. There's even a section of just Howard Stern interviews. Oh, I see. So you can just listen to his interviews alone, just over uh, for forever, mm-hmm. and you can download them offline, listen offline to your phone and stuff like that. Same thing. Yeah. Um, so it's basically the same thing, right? Um, so I listen. I like those a lot. And I was I was able to have Chris Hardwick on one of my podcasts, and that was a big thrill for me because I'm a real big fan of his. And uh, yeah, I just love doing it because I, I like talking with people that um that I have an interest in. And I, I really like the calm environment of, hey, you're going to sit there, I'm going to sit here, and we're just going to have a conversation, and I'm going to ask you questions, and you're you're probably going to answer them, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, and that, I don't know, I just, I, I really like that a lot. Is, what what got you into the first, I mean, you, you interviewed Deborah as your first right. guest. That was an, yeah, that was like, okay, well, I'll start simple. <laughs> and, but surprisingly, it wasn't that simple. I was actually a little nervous when I was interviewing That's her. That's the hardest one. The ones that I'm, I become friends with, it seemed like the hardest ones for yeah. me. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know about I'm you. I'm getting less like that. Mm-hmm. I'm getting less like that. Deborah, I interviewed her again, just her. 
um, after Daredevil came out and I talked about Karen Page and we focused in on basically that first season and her character and that was that was good that felt that felt good um, once you do it enough times you start getting like mm-hmm. better it, it's good like to have a guest that that isn't nervous about being there because then I get a little nervous too I'm like jeez I hope they have a good time you know um, <laughs> yeah I yeah. get like real stuff because they get there and they're like looking around like where am I I just woke up <laughs> you know? Is this done in your? It's mostly done in my kitchen. Oh yeah, because I see the photos and it's the yeah. same kind of it's right next to the yeah. right next to the oven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and you said you do them at other places too, right? If I'm mobile, yeah. Like in New York, I'll I'll I mean we'll do them in our apartment, but um, I can go to other people's apartments. I've done that. I've even gone. You know, I interviewed Marco Ramirez, who's a co-showrunner this season on Daredevil, and I went to his office. Mm-hmm. And that was cool, actually, going to the office and uh, having him fit me in there. He was so cool to have me let me interview him because he didn't know me from a hole in the wall. I just, like, tweeted him or something. He's like, okay, sure. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm Deborah's boyfriend. <laughs> um, but, yeah, everybody's really been really cool. I'm trying to get a, a couple of people I'm, I'm having trouble getting. I'm having trouble getting Vincent D'Onofrio, mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson. Uh, I'd like to get Ayelet. Uh, from who plays Vanessa on Daredevil? I like to get Vondi. You know, there's some Daredevil people I'd like to get because I'm a collector and I want to collect. Yeah, I want to collect them all. You got Tommy. Yeah, I got Tommy uh, Walker. Yeah. Walker, Peter, Peter, Deborah, Charlie, Eldon, Eldon. You're yeah. doing pretty good though. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah. I think John Bernthal's gonna do it. Elodie is gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Coulter who plays Luke Cage. He's going to do it. I'm trying to get – I'd like to get Kristen. That'd be fun. Ritter. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, like I said, Jessica Jones is, like, a favorite character of mine. I'm really – I just, like – she's, like, top five for me. You were at Comic-Con. That's where mm-hmm. we met face-to-face. Were you at the um, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones screening? I, I was, but I left, bev- I left right when they said, we're going to show the first episode. I was like, I'm out of here. Um, you didn't want to see it? I didn't want to – see it and then wait five weeks to see the second oh. one i was like no 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 you cannot do this to me i need to be in a comfortable chair these are not comfortable chairs <laughs> i have a whole thing i want <laughs> you know I, in my head i have a picture of how i want it to be and uh and i'm and i'm i may get to go to the premiere so I, that, oh, that'd be awesome. even cooler yeah um but yeah i'm, I'm definitely gonna binge binge that stuff. is that what you did with daredevil did you watch all yeah i was traveling i was in new york so i wasn't able to it was my dad's birthday and we were surprising him so i had to fly to new york and um i was like oh dad you have to get older (laughs) so um just screwed i was like can't you push it a week surprise party um so i was i why i still watched it in like three days i still watched it like three days that's pretty good three or four days Mm -hmm. something like that in my in like my little Airbnb, I'm just like on my iPad, I'm eating a salad, and just like <laughs> binging Daredevil. Uh, but I love the show. I'm so excited about it. So in the premiere, at the premiere, when those first credits come on, those awesome Daredevil credits, I'm like, oh man, this is good. The music's good. Mm-hmm. The credits are amazing. The credits are amazing. Um, I was just so excited. I was just so excited. Oh, a great podcast is. Uh, that I did was with Drew Goddard. Oh yeah, 
who created Daredevil. I had Stephen Denight on, and I had all sorts of good people. Uh, Christos and Ruth Gage. Um, but uh, that's one of my favorites was the Drew Goddard because it took so long to get him on. And part of me was like, he's never coming on. He's too busy. And uh, and he came on, and he stayed for like two over two hours. That's amazing. And we talked about everything. I was it was like nerd, it was like nerd heroin. It was just like I was so excited to talk about Alias and Lost and Buffy and Angel and Daredevil. I mean, forget it. I was and Cabin in the Woods and all that stuff. I was so excited. The uh, do you have like a, a a schedule when you come out with these? Or are you just like whenever you do it? Whenever you know, I can, whenever yeah. I can, whenever I can do it, uh, and whenever other people can do it too. So it's kind of random. I took a long break recently because I was doing. I was taking a class that was taking up a lot of my time, and um, so yeah, I got I, I I have some more free time, so I'm trying to trying to get stuff going. And uh, like you said, you mentioned that you have a huge number of the cast of Daredevil. You've gotten most of the cast from True Blood. Oh yeah. But outside of that, you've gotten some really great guests. I know Taron Killam, who's a good buddy of ours, has been yeah. by. Yeah. Oh man, um, that, was a, that was a great get for me because I don't know Taron. And uh, but I'm a huge Saturday Night Live guy, mm -hmm. and I think he's amazing on the show. And um, I just Facebooked him, I Facebook messaged him like randomly, and then he he wrote back like we knew each other our whole lives. And I was like, <laughs> Have we met? Him? Did I meet him? And there was a chance I could have because sometimes in those comedy worlds, you, there, there's so many thousands of people you meet, you, you never know who, who you're gonna meet. And it turns out he did like Groundlings yeah. or something. Um, I, I don't think we ever met, but um, but he that's how cool he was though. It was just like, yeah, I'll come over, I'll do it. Yo, dude, he just you know, uh, real casual, and it was great having him on. It was really cool. Who else have you gotten? I'm trying to think of some of the others outside of those two. Stephen Yun. Yes. Uh, Stephen Yun, who plays Glenn on Walking Dead. Oh uh, yeah. This is so we. <laughs> after we stop recording, I'm gonna have a long discussion with you about this because okay, the timing. I know. Uh, well, I had him on last year mm -hmm. last year so um yeah it was a great i enjoyed uh talking with him he's a really nice guy and he's an improviser too from chicago oh really yeah mm. he did second city bill murray's brother that was a great interview. joel murray yeah i loved having joel mm -hmm. there it was so cool um uh, matt chris walsh Farley's brother chris Far kevin farley kevin, i yeah. had on and uh chris farley's best friend pat finn i had on when um that i am chris farley documentary came out pat's in that and talks a lot about chris and stuff i you know i'm a saturday night live nerd so hearing about hearing chris uh chris farley stories is like oh my god i can't you know it's so cool to me you know who's your favorite cast oh like f full cast like era i don't know it's hard to say i grew i basically grew up the, my high school years were like the dana carvey um into the, like the mike myers uh, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley years, you know, David Spade and stuff. Mm. Um, but, you know, Will Ferrell is like my, my favorite person, human being, <laughs> basically. I just watched the uh, Ferrell Takes the Field. Did you watch that on I HBO? Seen, I've, seen, I've seen some clips from it, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty good. And it's all for, I didn't realize it was like for charity and he raised a, a million dollars in a day, basically. Um, for this really good charity. Um, so he's like, He's amazing. I can't. I can't take how how amazing Will Ferrell is. When are you getting him on the show? Oh, please. <laughs> my dream. My dream. Some of my dream guys are like Will Ferrell. Um, 
what was it? Oh, oh Joss Whedon, of course. Um, you know, Bill Murray. I mean, I'm trying to be a little realistic here. <laughs> oh, Bill Murray would be nice. Steve Martin. Steve Martin would be too intimidating. I think. Really? I think so. He's he's a real serious dude. I saw him uh, play banjo at Largo in L.A. And he made jokes, but he's like he's like real serious. He's a real serious mm-hmm. dude. Like, oh man, he's a serious guy. I read his book. You ever read his book? Mm-hmm. Born standing, Born standing up? up. Yeah, it's a really good book. Um, who do you are you? Who do you want on this podcast? Who you? I mean, a lot of those. Who are your, oh, really? I mean, do you I, have the same heroes? I, I'm a Chevy Chase guy. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, Chevy's cool. Chevy had his had his day. I met Chevy Chase. Oh, really? Yeah, on a on a red carpet at at San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> For it community? was so weird. I guess so, but it was we were going into a party, and then I was like, I told my girlfriend's publicist. I think I, this is how it worked. I told my girlfriend's publicist. I was like, oh, "There's Chevy Chase. Can I meet Chevy Chase?" <laughs> and she goes, "She goes. His wife is a huge True Blood fan, so they ended up coming over, and Deborah got a. He was a picture of. She goes to bite his neck or something like that, and he makes a face, but." It was okay meeting him. <laughs> Have you met Bill? Bill Murray? No. No, that'd be a dream. Maybe I've met him and I don't even know yeah. it. Like, oh, he's I'm he's sure. so mysterious yeah. that way. Um, I love Bill Murray. The guys like that, like Bill Murray and Will Ferrell, they're at the point in their careers where they're just like, I think I'm Teflon and I could just do whatever I want. Especially Bill, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, I mean, just like weird random stuff. Like I remember reading in a in a paper or something or online that he was going to do um, a tour of of parties. He was just going to go to people's house parties. Oh, I think that was made up. Oh, that was made up? I think so. Okay. But it could have been real. You know, like you there, said, there was you like, never know. There was like dates and, yeah. <laughs> and cities and yeah. stuff. I'm like, wow. And I, I didn't even think he wasn't going to do it. You know, because exactly. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, all right, that's what Bill's going to do Yeah. Uh, next month. He's just going to go from city to city and look for house parties and just crash them. He lives in my state where I'm from in South Carolina. Oh, he lives and, there. And uh, he owns, oh. he, he, I think he co-owns or he owns a minor league baseball team out there. So he's at games all the time. No kidding. I've, that's I've, where you can see Bill Murray yeah, at a little league. I've met, him, <laughs> I, I've met him four times. What? Oh, you have? Yeah. yeah what's he like? Very Does kind. he remember you? No, 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 no. I would hope not, because it's. He's one of the guys where, like, I'm. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm. I still am a nerd, and I want to like meet people and take a picture with <laughs> me them, too, and not, me too. not be a total like fanboy. But I want to have that moment in time. Yeah. If I get one picture with somebody, I'm good. With him, every time I've gotten three pictures with Bill Murray. Really? And that's Aww. how bad. And he it never is. remembers you. No, no, no. <laughs> which makes me feel good. Because um, I, I one time I was actually wearing a Ghostbusters shirt, which made me. That's hilarious feel weird but um that's hilarious so those guys anybody let's see <clears throat> i love brian cranston oh, I'm, re- I'm re-watching yeah. breaking bad mm-hmm. i had matt jones who played badger on my podcast mm-hmm. uh, one of the early ones i know he's an improviser great improviser was it i mean i i love like listening to podcasts a lot and then doing interviews as well i i, I kind of am very critical of hosts but you're you have such a great cadence and you're a really good interviewer and like you, you, you are just do really well. You can tell from the answers that the the people give that you warm them up, and they just pretty much talk about whatever. Was it hard to get at that there, or you just like picked it up? 
Well, immediately. Well, thank you for saying that. No, it's true. Um, though. I'm a natural. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was born this way. I um, I think, I think, I think it depends on the person. Like I, like I said before, if somebody's there that's like uncomfortable being there, it's work. It's a lot yeah. of work. Um, but if they're like open and most of them are, cause most of them have been through like a million interviews already. And, um, a lot of them like my interview because it's not 10 minutes long and I don't just ask about Same thing. one thing yeah. that they don't really want to talk about. Um, and, and some of them are long because of that. And, uh, but I, you know, I try to, I don't know how many times I'll get that person there. So I try to learn about them in full and it's hard to do in half an hour an hour like to get like a real good sense of somebody uh or like where they're from and how they got into this or whatever so like my drew goddard podcast is over two hours long but afterwards he goes he goes man i wish more interviews were like were like that i was like what'd you say oh my god thank you i was like (laughs) so complimented by that because i was nervous that you know, I knew there was a time issue and stuff like that, and and it took forever to get him on, and I was like, oh, and I had him sign like a million things <laughs> for my charity stuff, and um, but I was I was so happy when he said that. And he even sent me like an email recently and said something nice about it again. And uh, he said he was That's like, that awesome. was that was really special. And I was like, oh my god, you just I wanted to screen cap it and then put it on my Instagram. But I was like, mm, that sounds like I shouldn't do that. Because you're like best friends now. <laughs> yeah, we're BFFs. BFFs. Um, now, I want to mention the, the, the charity because you're doing some really great stuff for people. Um, okay. Yeah, mention, I mean, you're, you're, I see a lot of Deborah and the cast are signing posters and, yeah. and there's True Blood stuff you're giving away. Yeah, hey, well, some, yeah that's selling. So, yeah, I mean, not, not well, sometimes you selling. raffle, you raffle yeah. stuff too. So, what, um, what do you have upcoming that fans can. Uh, I gotta okay we're upcoming okay I'm gonna I haven't set this up yet but I'm gonna uh, for the Jessica Jones stuff I have I got uh, a po- one of the New York Comic Con posters signed by the whole cast that's awesome and I got Charlie Cox to sign it too mm-hmm. just for kicks that's awesome and I think Eldon signed it and I'll get Deborah to sign it too so you'll have the entire the only the only one missing and that's why I got Charlie to sign was David Tennant was not at in attendance on your Comic Con, which I was heartbroken by because I so badly wanted to meet him and ask him to come on my podcast. But um, <laughs> that'd be a great one to have. Yeah. Um, but I was like, all right, I'll make it up. I'll have Charlie sign it, and um, so I'll be, I'll be raffling that off on CrowdRise probably. So if you follow me on me or or even Deborah on Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram probably, um, eh, probably Twitter or Facebook would be better. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll once that starts happening, we'll post about it nonstop, pretty much, and um, and uh, you can get in on that. And then I'll I'll probably sell some signed Daredevil stuff and for auction, and um, maybe do another. Oh oh, I have a good for True Blood fans. I have a good uh, raffle item I'm gonna put up. I have at the end of True Blood, Deborah got married. Spoiler alert. Um, so, or Jessica, her character got married um, to Hoyt. So I have the wedding dress uh, that what? she wore, and there's a sign that they use that says uh, Jessica and Hoyt's wedding. It's like a handmade, little kind of crappy sign, 
but I have that too. I'm going to put them together, and I got Jessica, Deborah's going to sign it, and I already got Jim Parrick to sign the sign. He's played Hoyt. So I'll put those together as like a as like a raffle. That's item. like a museum level thing right there. Yeah, I got I got I got some good True Blood stuff. That's crazy. Um, yeah, hopefully one day I'll have some some Daredevil items like his cowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so some good stuff. So go check us out on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Deborah Ann Wool, EJ Scott, and. Um, Twitter Deborah at Deborah Ann Wool and at EJ Scott and that should do it. What what's the uh, the charity for for fans? Who are well, there? next well I'm going blind from an eye disease called choroideremia and it runs in my family. My brother has it and I have two little nephews that have it and my my grandfather went blind uh, in his 40s and went completely blind. So it, it travels down like that. Women are carriers and it goes like that. Um, so I'm legally blind now. I I've got maybe 10 percent left of central vision um maybe probably less but um so i I, the last two since i got diagnosed in 2003 i've been raising money for the croideremia research foundation and i've been able to raise about half a million dollars since then and um so next so a few years ago i ran marathons uh 12 marathons in 12 states in 2012 and i raised a lot of money doing that and I'm turning 40 next week. And as I said, my grandfather went blind in his 40s. So I want to do something special for my midlife crisis. <laughs> and um, uh, so I'm going to run a marathon in every continent next awesome. ne- this coming year, um, starting with Antarctica in January. And, but I wanted to raise a half a million dollars, not just for the Croideremia Research Foundation, but I want to spread it out because a lot of, there's a lot, I know I have a lot of friends and family members, there's something, there's always something. I got a friend whose daughter has Crohn's disease, I have a friend whose daughter has Rett syndrome, I have family and friends, the kids have autism and Tourette's, and so there's a lot, there's a lot going on, and um, so I'm, I'm trying to raise money for a lot of different a lot of different charities and so cumulatively i'd like to raise half a million dollars uh by the end of next year mm-hmm. for all these charities um and so i'm gonna run run all these marathons so the money i'm i'm raising as of now for the auctions and the raffles will help me get to these marathons um to to raise awareness and all that stuff so the money is going to basically like uh the cost of the of the marathon tours and stuff like that um and plane tickets and things like that so it's very pricey that stuff is really expensive <laughs> um we spent a lot of money in 2012 um doing that stuff and soon hopefully by the early next year uh you guys can see a documentary short that was made about me called running blind about my 12 marathons um uh, it's so complicated to get that stuff out. I don't know why, but um, one of these days it'll be out there and you can see what I did. Is somebody going to film the seven? That's that's a that's a hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm working on that right now and uh, um, getting getting. If anybody has any ideas, by the way, I'm very open. But um, I need to get uh, footage of me running at least partially all these marathons so that I can make another documentary of eventually of, of what I'm doing. And they can, um, if they do have 
thoughts they can just message you on twitter yeah you could do that i have a website ejscott.com and i have an email address there that you can just email me um but uh yeah so just trying to you know i don't i don't want to go blind it's not fun and uh i don't want my brother to and and i don't want i have nephews. my nephews they're about to turn seven and eleven mm-hmm. and um they don't even know what they have yet i don't think and um so it'd be nice to when they do find out and figure out what's going on that there's some sort of solution there you know how much has this affected like how many people in the world are affected by this? i believe it's one out of fifty thousand is mm-hmm. the statistic i think it might be a little more than that because a lot of people are misdiagnosed a lot of people don't know they have it a lot of people don't get tested or don't talk about it oh wow so you know i, I didn't get tested till i was 27 it wasn't diagnosed till I was 27, so um, so I didn't know about it. So I think it's probably more than that, but um, but that's that's the number I hear. And where can fans go if they just want to like just give money? They don't want any like. Uh, let's see. I have uh, well, you could contact me, and I I could tell you. But if you have a PayPal, contact me, and we could do it through PayPal. If you want to do it on CrowdRise. You can do it on crowdrise.com slash EJ Scott or crowdrise.com slash this is my 40 with the number 40 because that's what I'm calling my, you know, like Judd Apatow's movie, oh, This nice. is 40. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is my 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make a movie about this Judd Apatow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, this is my 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you like run? I mean, you're in the, this city a lot. How do you run and train for this stuff? I do it on a treadmill. Okay. Because my eyes are really sunlight sensitive because of what I have. And um, so I have to run basically blindfolded. I run blindfolded. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people with full vision could run in this, like train in this city, really. Like It'd be hard, like running around sidewalks and stuff. Yeah. I would probably just do it in a park. Yeah. Just running around circles in the park. Because I have enough trouble walking on the sidewalk. They're all like just dangerous yeah. drain, dangerous to walk on even um but i do it on a treadmill and then i get guides to run with me um so a friend of mine is gonna run antarctica with me uh and then all the other guides i'm gonna try to find local guides oh, cool. yeah. around the world mm-hmm. and um because i can't fly everybody all over the place but i have very few options for antarctica um so I had to do it that way. Yeah. Wait, so that's going to be, that'll legit be pretty cold. It'll be my coldest probably. Um, I hear it's their summer time. <laughs> I would hope so. Jeez. But the pictures I see, people are still covered head to toe. And uh, I've never run like that. I'm used to running pretty light. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think what they do for this one is they, they'll just have like a, There'll still be snow. I think they have to plow like a road, like a dirt road or something, like a bunch of miles, and we'll just run back and forth, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's supposed to be above freezing. It's supposed to be. It's a start. Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, is the disease, is it getting any, is it going in the right direction I, as far as research and yeah. stuff? Yeah, there's... Um, there's more and more I keep hearing once in a while I'll hear of like a new 
a new place doing human trials and stuff like that and that's opened up a lot in the last couple of years mm-hmm. but um it all, it all takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of time and with what i have time's not a luxury you know it, this is a degenerative disease and um so the longer it takes the more i lose and the maybe the possibility of me not getting it back and, and same goes for everybody else that has it you know mm-hmm. um but it, it's a but it it means good things for my nephews um if there's something that happens within the next 10 years that can help them and they can live a quote-unquote normal life uh, with full foolish vision i don't drive anymore you know like certain things you just have to adapt Mm -hmm. um my brother's had to stop driving and he's had to adapt and uh, all this stuff so you know we're trying and so you mentioned one more time crowdrise ejscott.com uh twitter twitter facebook instagram if you want to see some puppy pictures <laughs> go to instagram at ejscott1106 and they can go to any of those and that that's how they can either uh bid or bid or enter a raffle or yeah so you could do all that stuff and you could um donate uh like i said on crowdrise or if you want to pay through paypal just let me know um, I have a PayPal on my website. That money goes straight to the Corridoremia Research Foundation. So if you were looking to donate to the marathons themselves, let me know and we'll work we'll work some out. That's awesome. And it, what anything you can mention about upcoming guests for your your show? I'm ho uh, I I got confirmation. I just don't have dates yet for John Bernthal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From The Walking Dead, which I'm really excited about because mm-hmm. I'm a big Walking Dead fan. Uh, and uh, Elodie Young, who's super sweet. And uh, she's Electra. Um, I already started talking to her, you know, not on mic about Electra. So um, I don't know what she'll be able to tell me or anything. But um, And then uh, Mike Coulter, who's a really nice guy I met recently. And he plays Luke Cage. I'd love to talk to him. And we'll see. We'll see who else I can I can uh, scrounge up. Maybe hey. some Marvel people. Wouldn't mind getting some Marvel people on. Are you doing this all on your own? You're like booking guests by yourself. Oh yeah, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. a one man army. That's awesome. I I put it up on the web by myself. Although my I do have a web person that helps me um, with my website. But I put it up on Libsyn, which is the podcast carrier. Mm-hmm. And I booked myself. I bought the equipment myself. I kind of I help, asked somebody to train me and how to put you know put record things and stuff like that so i'm yeah i'm just doing it by myself that's awesome i'm trying to think i had <laughs> like 400 things i wanted to touch on with you okay uh i don't am i forgetting any major points i don't know that we were mentioned before that you want to talk about uh, well about like for anything else you want to touch on mm, you want to talk nerdy stuff I'm in yeah <laughs> I love that but we it's gotta be Marvel based right uh, after much. the show we'll do the un-Marvel okay okay uh, Marvel based stuff are you caught up on Mar- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah I ha- I haven't seen la- the, this past episode but that was my favorite episode of all three I seasons I think so really I think it was my favorite episode because it was just two people mm-hmm. and one of them I have a little crush on don't tell my girlfriend <laughs> Um, Elizabeth Henstridge is super cute and very good actress. 
And um, so I was really, you, know, you see her and where that time went for her mm-hmm. and what happened and why she wants to go back and stuff like that. So it was a really good episode. Really I was just, I saw a clip of it and I'm just glad I wanted to know how she sustained herself yeah. food wise. And I think they did touch on that. For what yeah, I yeah. 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 Some of it's a little like, hmm, what? Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, whatever. Um, but um, that, was, that was good. I'm so excited about Jessica Jones. I can't stand it. I'm so and excited. I'm so glad I got the first episode, got a lot of good write-ups. And you get to kind of live a nerd person's dream because you get to go to all the premieres. I mean, I hope so. So far, I've I've been very lucky and fortunate. I got mm. to go to the Ant Man premiere. I got to go to Age of Ultron, um, and you know Daredevil. And I hope I can go to Jessica Jones. I'll be in town, so I hope I can go to that one. And I hope I can go to all of them. That'd be nice. Any it's fun, fun like just being like a nerd in this world? Any fun stories being at these premieres? To get, get to meet anybody? Oh, oh, I'm, well, yeah, Ultron, I met Joss Whedon, and that was... Did you ask him about being on the show? No, I, I chickened out. <laughs> really? I chickened were you out thinking, so Were you like, I, I see him, I'm going to go up to him and ask him, and like, then you chicken out? I should I, should I? <laughs> I, I just, I, I totally froze. <laughs> I completely froze. And it was, it was, it sucked, too, because, like, I've had, like, all his best friends, like, on That's my the, podcast. Yeah. Like, a lot of his really close friends. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, hey, I got your friends on. Uh, you want to do my podcast? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just froze up. I just froze up. I'm hoping that they will all make him do my podcast, that they will just, in, a, in an intervention type <laughs> setting. You're the last one. <laughs> yeah, it would be so great. I got to meet Chris Evans, who was really cool. Mm-hmm. He was really funny, actually. Um I was like, "Hey, man, great job with Captain America." He's like, "Well, he's he's not the most exciting character, you know." Like he kind of like said, "Like, oh well, he was real humble about it." And I was like, "No, man, it's great. We thought you're Captain America, you know." Um, so that was cool meeting. I met um, um, Mackie, uh, uh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, that was cool. That was real brief, but it was cool. Uh, and I, oh, Paul Rudd. Got to meet Paul Rudd and get pictures with these guys. I'm just like, pictures, please. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you like, ask any of them? Leave me alone. Did you ask any of them to be on the show? No, no. I can't. It's too. What am I? I know the answer. It's like, oh uh, yeah, it's contact my whoever. You know. Sometimes it is because I have that problem too. But the 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 uh, upside that you have is that you already have this litany of great guests that you've already had. Yeah, so but it's... I can't. What am I gonna start listing everybody and? <laughs> you know, I'd be better off just finding out who their publicist is and actually sending them a list and something like that. That's fair. But I don't know. I but don't so know. far, you've been getting them personally in, right? So far, yeah. so far, like, I got Charlie Cox twice because he's, like, a great guy. And, yeah. and, and like, I feel like we're friends and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it's easier when, when it's like that, you know. It's like, hey... Deborah is my girlfriend, you know, <laughs> like that helps me get in with a lot of these. these who, who, I know you mentioned you wanted some like comedians, I guess comedy actors on. Anybody else outside of of that? You you really want to get like a main? There's roster? so I mean, there's so many. I mean, just 
Like my favorite director of all time is probably Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. But he, he would never do my, my inky, inky podcast. I just, even if I could just get more, like I love Howard Stern. So even if I got like more Howard Stern people, I had a couple, I've been able to interview a couple of the guys that work on the show. That's awesome. Um, I got uh, I got a few people from Veep, mm-hmm. Tim Simmons and um, Besser, Tony Hale. Oh, Besser's not. Oh, not that, who am I thinking of? The oh, redhead Walsh. Walsh, Matt Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Hale was great. Um, so some good people like that. I know I'll never get Julia Louis Dreyfus, but I would like to get more Saturday Night Live people. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Even like current cast or past cast, anybody. Um, so if you're listening. <laughs> I'd love to have you on. I don't know, Do you have a lot of big SNL following? We've had we've had Taryn and, and Bobby Moynihan by a number of times. I'd, I'd have Taryn um, on again. I'd, have, I'd never met Bobby, but I'd love to have Bobby. I'm on. Sure, Bobby would do it. He's a great guy. Bobby, hit me up. Hit him tweet up. me. Tweet me. I had I was at a party one time and Matt uh, Matt Walsh was there and somebody came up to him and was like, "I loved you in thirty something." To who? To Matt Walsh, Jamal they thought Walsh. he was. Uh, he th- they thought it was Timothy Busfield. <laughs> Loved you in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I went up to. Him, I was like hilarious. next to him, and I was like, "Sorry to bother you, but I just overheard that." And he was like, "I know. I don't look like Timothy Busfield." And I was kind of like, "A little. You trying to do? You could be cousins. Yeah, you could be cousins. Get that Field of Dreams look. If too. it helps, he's a really good director nowadays. Who Timothy is Busfield? Busfield. Is he really? He's a director. Yeah." Directs TV stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> if you directed Beep, that would be insane. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for taking the time to do this, man. This was awesome. Yeah, I had fun. The, uh, thanks for having me. Thanks again, for having me. I want to mention, that I guess everything just siphons straight through your Twitter, yeah. right? Yeah, Twitter and Facebook. Okay, and then ejscott.com. EJ Scott. Anything else you want to mention before we go? Check out the Marvel. Oh, yeah. oh! Did we want to talk about the descriptive? Things? Oh, yes. Good call. Yeah, oh. yeah. Thank you. You just saved okay. my day. All right. So our coworker, my coworker Jeff, is working on a great project. You have. We were gonna send it to you before, but it, he was in like Japan or something, and it totally lapsed. And he just got back today. And well, it technology me. does not work in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> they don't do any of that. <laughs> they don't do any technology. Um, so they. I guess we let you hear a sample of it, but it's uh, graphic audio, and they're yeah. they're doing a Daredevil. And if you want to, I mean, you I haven't actually heard it yet. You heard it, but well, if you I love it, yeah. I love, you know, it's not. I don't even feel like it's just for the blind. You know, like uh, I mean, I guess if you're watching because Netflix, you watch Daredevil on Netflix now. They have descriptive audio track. The one I heard uh, for for you guys, it sounded a little different. They're the descriptive track. It's mostly um, vocals. It's mostly like dialogue, but they're able to work in sound effects. And from the from the um, dialogue, it, it, they they kind of walk you through what's happening. Um, and it sounded cool. And that's like something I would listen to just walking around. Mm-hmm. You know, that's because I, I like multitasking, so I could just like listen to uh, listen to a, a comic book. And do my do dishes. That's a fair point. Because, like, with Audible and things I, of that nature. I use Audible. Yeah. I'm an Audible guy. What we'll do now is, and whoever edits this, which I think Tucker is going to listen to this. Thanks, we'll Tucker. put in a, um, a clip. Oh, probably okay. the clip that you heard. Okay. Right now. Graphic Audio presents Marvel's 
Daredevil, Guardian Devil. Adapted from the graphic novel by Kevin Smith and Joe Quesada. When I was a child, I lost my sight, thanks largely to a good deed. Later in life, I continued the trend by becoming, one, a lawyer by day, and two, a costumed crime fighter by night. From nine to five, my name's Matt Murdock. After that, I go by Daredevil. The same accident that took my sight more than compensated for it with what you might call preternatural enhancement of every other sense, to the point where spatial perception isn't a hindrance. It's one of my greatest assets. For instance, I can hear on the street below a girl with the baby in her arms being chased down by a large sedan. The arrogance of John Q. Average Thug never ceases to amaze me. Don't these people read the papers or watch the news or even trade stories in a seedy bar somewhere? How is it they're never apprised of the fact that the kitchen is under my protection? The costume is lined with a meticulously woven micro-mesh steel fiber. God bless Reed Richards. The hydrant the car crash burst open falls under the billion-a-year insurance policy the city took out for these kind of damages. I brokered the deal last month. Pro bono. More that Catholic guilt the Padre was talking about. The adrenaline rush subsides once the threat is neutralized. And I'm back to square one, battling that aching sense of morose solitude I woke up with. I thought a visit to church might alleviate it, like when I was a kid and I'd obsess over... No, stay focused on the task at hand. First, clean up the mess. One out cold, one subdued enough to leave in the hands of New York's finest. That gives me a moment to concentrate on the object of their pursuit and find out why. She's gone. <sighs> Getting the truth out of the two jokers in the car is going to prove fruitless without her testimony. Which means I'll spend the next few minutes explaining to the police why I felt the need to put my fist through the windshield of a car and destroy city property. <sighs> Thanks, little girl. You've just made my life incrementally more difficult. Copyright Marvel. Yeah, it's great, right? Like, I, I didn't think of that. You're exactly right. People on the subway can be, like, you know, yeah. listening to... That's a great idea. Yeah, because I listen to... I'm, I'm, lately, I'm more reading reading on audiobooks, so listening to books. Um, not just because of my eyes, but it's also sort of easier. Mm -hmm. And I can walk around and wait online somewhere and still listen to a listen to an you know audio book and they're pretty good and they're mm -hmm. you know they're they're fun if it's a good one you're 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 right in there um so it's the same deal i think feel like with the with what you guys are doing that's great i'm glad thank you for remembering that sure there's something there you want to talk about the unlimited app please yeah you're you're big <laughs> into that right you're i really like the unlimited yeah. app i'm starting i quit buying comics again <laughs> as i mentioned earlier I stopped for a while because I was getting obsessive. Well, it happened again. I was getting <laughs> obsessive. And so I was like, right, I got to put a stop to that. I'm running out of room. I just have no room. And um, and, I've, and because of the, I was able to use the uh, Unlimited app, the Marvel Unlimited. I'm like, ooh, this is, this is next step stuff. This is like next level. Um, it's really good. My one complaint is they don't have Max stuff on there, Marvel Max stuff. So let's get it together, Marvel. 
it's a tricky, you know, we don't want kids reading that stuff. Uh, I'm sure there's ways around it. You put a parental control on it. I was thinking like another app for Marvel Max app. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you should charge more for that app, but just make it part of the thing. And then, you know, your kid doesn't have to have the, that one on their That's device fair. or whatever. Sense, yeah. uh, but then we could read, like, the, uh, the Punisher stuff, the Max stuff that I'd love to read on, on there. I'd love – I mean, it's just Jessica jo- – you can't even read Jessica Jones on there, mm-hmm. which is criminal. It's criminal right now. <laughs> um, I, lo- I guess the Pulse, you could read the Pulse, I guess. But Alice is so much better. No offense. What are um, you reading right now? I'm catching up. I'm always, like, behind. I'm always behind. So I'm catching up on Ultimate Spider-Man stuff and Daredevil stuff. And I just added a couple of Punisher's issues to my library on my app. So I'd like to start reading some Garth Ennis. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite run? Oh, they had just Alias. Mm-hmm. That's got to be my favorite run. But um, I love some of the... Um, what was his, what's the guy that wrote... The Incredible Hulk. Uh, I want to say his name's Bruce Jones. Does that sound right? Something okay. like that, right? I think so. Yeah. So he was great. I was reading some of his stuff like some some years back when that first well Ed Norton's Incredible Hulk movie came out, mm-hmm. which I loved by the way. I think it's a great movie, but um, and I think Ed Norton was like the perfect Hulk. Uh, Ruffalo's great too. Fine, but uh, at the time like. Norton looked just like he did in the comics. Like when I was reading, I was reading those comics. I'm like, he looks just like like it's uncanny how how much he looks like him right now. Uh, so I was really really into that. So I like that run, that stuff. There's so much good stuff. I love good. Did you go to New York Comic Con? Oh, of course you were there. Yeah. What'd you do besides work? Did you get to have any fun? No. <laughs> all, all work. <laughs> all work, no play. Um, that's how it goes, though. Yeah. You got to. You were just there. Saturday, right? I was there Saturday, and I showed up Sunday, and I was there a little on Friday. I saw the Shield um, panel, but I didn't stay for that screening um, because I was already an episode behind. So oh. I was like, well, don't show me this one. <laughs> so I had to leave. Um, and then uh, my friend, I was able to get my friend and his daughter. His daughter has Crohn's disease, so she was sick. She was supposed to be there Saturday, but she was sick, and she couldn't mm-hmm. make it. But she was able to go on Sunday. And uh, I was able to meet up with them, and she was having like the best time. What'd you do? I mean, besides Marvel stuff, what was your your like favorite thing at your Comic Con? Oh, I don't think I did much more than than that really. Mm -hmm. I kind of just yeah. I I mean, I stuck around for the Jessica Jones signing and the Daredevil signing. That that took up most of. Most of my day, I think uh, I went. I walked around uh, Artist Alley, and um, I, I met Joyce Chin and Art Adams. Oh, cool! A few times already, mm-hmm. and they're so awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went up to them and said hi, and they gave me like a bunch of prints. That's awesome. And I was like, "Thank you, you guys are awesome." I'll probably sell some of those on my auctions, so check those out. Um, I just I, a lot of those creative guys are so cool did um how many cons have you been to or yeah I know you've done San Diego San Diego I've done like five or six times and then New York twice because I True Blood had panels there every year Mm -hmm. so I was able to we got the hookup in San Diego big time and um 
that was great. And then I got burned out. I was like, in those first few years, I just packed in as much as I could. <laughs> just from like first for 10 a.m., I'm on the first panel, and then I didn't leave till like 7 p.m. And it's it just like I just fit in so much, and I, I burned myself out because now it's like it's even, but it's like crazy there. I was there. I was in like the front row practically of when all the Avengers came out on stage that first time Mm -hmm. when Joss Whedon was there and just introduced one by one all those Avengers and the crowd just like exploded, you know, just brain matter everywhere. Everybody's heads. You had like a special, special. I'm 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 handicapped because I'm you know Mm -hmm. blind, so I get like at the time I got a handicap, but now the hand handicap lines are almost as long as the other lines, so now I, I can't even get in. Uh, through that way so it just makes things uh, harder to so I've, I haven't been uh, that much into it uh, these last few years but um, maybe I'm growing up Blake maybe <laughs> don't I'm say that. maybe I'm maturing don't say that it's <laughs> awful well what are you reading now do you uh, read everything I, you know not I, I'm more of a trades person you're a trades so, so uh, you're you're probably behind them. I'm, I'm pretty behind but yeah. yeah, I mean, are you have you are you a Star Wars guy? I uh, not not the comic, but mm-hmm. uh, in general, movies? I yeah. like the movies. Yeah, that comic's doing really well. It's good. I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah. Now it's like a, an amazing time mm-hmm. for Star Wars stuff. What What are you, you mentioned? You just kind of got into cosplay a little bit. Is there anything you're <laughs> looking at, at doing soon? Or uh, well, I'll probably dress as Marty McFly again on Saturday. Nice for Halloween. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, and then for the upcoming Daredevil premiere when next year, I was thinking I'm not, not I wouldn't dress full Punisher, but maybe I'll I'll just tip my hat to the Punisher. That's awesome. Maybe it's got to be fun. Like this is I was talking to Peter Shinkoda because I know him a, a little bit through he's this a good guy, and yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. and we were just chatting about how cool it is about how wonderful everybody from the cast is. Yeah. It's like they're one big family in the one of the darkest shows around. <laughs> Everybody's just so great. It was like that on True Blood too. Everybody, really? Like everybody was really cool. Mm-hmm. And anybody that wasn't got killed. <laughs> I like I kinda like that, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But um a couple times that's true. <laughs> but um but but like everybody's like so nice on True Blood too. And, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because you hear bad stories about all that stuff and like this is Yeah, yeah. this is nice that It's this, hard to you have one bad seed, and that could just screw up everybody's mood. Mm-hmm. It could just really screw up work. I, I even I've had a million odd jobs, and if you're work, you could have like the worst job. But if everybody's cool, it's like it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But if you have the best job, and somebody's a dick, and you're like, I have to go into work. Mm. This jerk. What was your strangest job? Oh God, oh, so many. You can uh, say a couple. Well, all right. I worked at 7-Eleven. I worked uh, at uh, IRS as a clerk, a nighttime clerk on Long Island. It was a horrible experience, mm-hmm. just horrible. Um, I worked as a like a beer distri- at a beer distributor where I just stocked beer and recycled cans and stuff, and it was horrible. That was pretty bad too. And uh, I worked at Newsday on Long Island where I collated newspapers and really? put them on 
pallets and stuff like that. It's horrible. All these jobs. I've never had a good job. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, oh, and I used to be a furniture mover. Oh, and one of the worst was uh, when I was in L.A. and I was getting back into comics when that guy gave me all those comics. I was telemarketing. So when I was telemarketing people, I was reading comics. So that was the one good thing about that job was like I was able to read comics at least. But that was a horrible job because I'm sure everything I was doing was illegal. <laughs> and it was just horrible. I foresee a book deal in your future. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about a comic book deal? A comic book deal. <laughs> I can write. I can write thirty pages. All right. We'll start there, and then we'll do a six hundred page <laughs> biography. All right. Um, what? Did anything crazy go down at Seven <laughs> Eleven? Anything crazy? No. It was just silly. I was like eighteen at the mm. time or something, but um. No, nothing. Nothing crazy went down at the Seven Eleven on Long Island. Just a bunch of homeless people oh. just begging for money, yeah. and then they get their money, and then they come in and buy a buy a forty. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's your day. Yeah, that's your day. <laughs> that's your day. All right, that's what you do. Respect. Okay. Respect, yeah. man. Respect. Um, Good luck. Thanks so much for taking the time. This was really awesome. Cool, man. Well, thanks we, for having me back again. I'd yeah, love to we come need, back. I think we all the topics I didn't, I forgot to discuss, we will bring up again. Part I'm two. Sure the fans were, are going to eat this up. I hope and so. I really hope that they go to, not just to buy oh. sign stuff, to go and, you know, oh, my! Give. I should say my podcast is, yes. is called Scratch the Surface, mm -hmm. and it's free on iTunes if you type in Scratch the Surface. And uh, you can go to my website, and if you go, if you, you can listen to it also on my website. And uh, sometimes on my website, I'll I'll put pictures with my guests, and sometimes videos, and sometimes they'll uh, they'll mention something, and I'll be able to take a picture of it mm -hmm. and add it to my podcast on my on my website ejscott.com. I'm glad you mentioned that because again, you were a wonderful host. And it it, sh it shines through on the show. Well, you're a wonderful and host. You're just being nice, but I appreciate it. But no, you're really you're really great, and it's it's fun to listen to you. And you also, I really love how you have like bullet points of a lot of all this, the core the core topics that you talk about. Like speaking of um, uh, Joel Murray, mm. you had like. He does an impression of this. He talks about Bobcat Goldblatt. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does this. And I was just like, I want to hear about all this stuff. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And I think it helps because, like, I mean, I'm a big Joel Murray guy from this acting, but, like, some people might not know. They know Bill, but they yeah. might not know this. So it's a really cool thing. And then you also, like you said, have a little extra things in the in the subject line, too, that kind of grab people in. So Yeah, I try to. You know, mm -hmm. it's hard getting listeners and stuff like that and trying to – you know, you just see a name, you go, what is it? What am, what is this? Yeah. And then you get a little description, and like we talk about this, that, and the other thing, and they go, oh, okay, that sounds kind of interesting. Well, keep doing what you're doing, and then Mark Marin will, will take over from him one day. Oh, oh, I'd even if I could just get him on as a guest, <laughs> that'd be that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool to have him on as a guest. Sure, this should happen sometime for sure. That'd be really awesome. But thank you again. I would, oh, I would love Stan Leon. That'd be great. I would love Stan Leon. We've had Stan by the office. I gave him a tour one time. But we haven't had him on the show, so I'm sure he's a hard get. Yeah, he's uh, he's you know the man. He's uh, stand the man. Mm -hmm. EJ, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Blake. Uh, we will definitely have to have you back on. Please. I want you to end as we don't we don't normally do this, but our tagline is: "This is Marvel, your universe." I'd love if you end the show. This is Marvel, your universe. Your universe. This is. 
Hey, take two. <laughs> this is Marvel, your universe. And I'm leaving all that part Excelsior. in. Excelsior! <laughs> Thanks again. <laughs>